Have I ever told you about the time that I asked a friend if I could date their housemate and they said yes, but he has really weird eating habits? And then she described like sucking out the contents of a banana without peeling it and like eating the inside of bread but not the outside. And I had to inform her that she had mice. Darts yesterday. Did you? Uh, what did you do yesterday? Uh, it was my friend Mo's birthday, so we went to a national park where they had an oval. They have an oval in the national park. I don't know. Anyway, and everyone wore a dress and they played soccer. I abstained from soccer because I don't like playing team sports. But um, any team sports? I just don't like doing things that I'm not good at. It's a Um, weakness of my character yeah okay I think I have this thing as well though where I just like make up for how I'm not very good at the sport that we're playing as a group by just being like extremely aggro (laughs) (laughs) and then people kind of don't notice (laughs) yeah well I think I'm gonna force my like uh the my um extended kind of circle of friends in Adelaide plays soccer every Tuesday um, afternoon slash evening oh, in Torrensville. So start doing it. I'm going to start joining them, I think, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I'm also not like my cardiovascular fitness is fucked. Like I'm very strong, but I can't run for very long before I feel like I'm going to die. So yep. I have to work on that. Anyway, do you know Briz? He's also worked with us before. Anyway, he was there with his son, Jerry, who's six or seven, I think. And um, Jerry was, I just can't get over like kids that age that are just so confident. Like I was like so a shrinking violet as a child. Like I was very quiet and kept to myself and was like terrified of adults. But Briz's son is just like so confident and so loud. And, like was like telling people off and I don't know, he was a really I funny, am often funny just guy. Very um like surprised at how you can be like quite small and like eight or nine or something. Yeah. And and like ha- have like quite sophisticated ideas, but then also just not no, like when I hang out with Fishface, sometimes I'll be talking about something and I'll be like, but you know, like it was just like that in Vietnam. And he'll be like, yeah, what happened in Vietnam? And I'll be like, no, the <laughs> Vietnam War. And he'll be like, what is that? I'll be like, oh my God, that's right. You're only like nine. So you just like <laughs> don't know huge amounts of stuff, even though you're like quite sophisticated and intelligent. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah. it really w- weirds me out. But then again, whenever I'm teaching international students, sometimes I'll be like, anyway, I guess this is probably like part, you know, like she was German and, she, you know, she lived, she made this dance work in the 50s. So she was obviously influenced by, you know, the Holocaust. And my international students will be like, what Holocaust? What are you talking about? And I'll be like, that's Whoa. right. You're from China. We have like just a whole other history. It really <laughs> trips me out sometimes. <laughs> and also it just makes me realise like how much the stuff that I'm teaching to international students is like whatever. Eurocentric. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And just how wild it is for someone from China to come to Australia <laughs> to get a university education and then learn about fucking Europe. Like, learn about Tina Bausch and, like, modernist dance from Europe in the 50s. It's weird. Did I tell you that we have a mouse problem in the house? (gasps) No, Sam, that's horrible. It's the worst. It's extremely bad. Because I'm the most unemployed out of everyone. Oh, you've got to get rid of the mice. Well, yeah, I'm just home all the time. So I was like, well, I'll take the lead on this. But I've never been... Like I've lived in houses where there's been mice before and somebody else has been like the person who took care of it and I've been extremely grateful to that person. But now it's my turn and it fucking sucks. <laughs> I, I have never been the person who has to take care of the mouse problem because I am always the person who calls someone while standing on their <laughs> dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> and like the person arrives like 45 minutes later and I'm still standing on the <laughs> dining room table. So wait, you mean an exterminator? You've called an exterminator? Or oh, just, just another friends. person? Yeah, just <laughs> another person. No, I couldn't call an exterminator because then the exterminator would come around, find me standing on the dining room table. Like I wouldn't be able to open the door to let them in. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'd be really embarrassed. And also I get this thing where I start to think like, well, I could just live up here now. There's like the the ground is not a safe place to be. So I guess I just live on the table now and that's fine. This is my life now. I don't have a mouse phobia. Like they don't make me want to stand on a table. But I do like um, this is my first experience with like killing, I think. Apart from, like, cockroaches or whatever, I've never been like a mammal. the entity that causes, like, apart from one time when I hit a bird with my car, but that was one time. Anyway. Oh, my God. I cry. I still cry sometimes when I think about the time I hit a bird with my car. Yeah. It's very bad. But There's um, new research that's just come out that birds cry like humans, and it made Lucas really upset because it meant that at least once in the world a bird had cried. (laughs) No. Oh, God. Here's me, his wife that he supposedly loves, just cries every day, has crippling depression. One bird must have cried at least once in the world and Lucas is like thrown into a deep depression. What the hell? He's become desensitised to your crying. You have to cry less often for more impact. All right. Um, But yeah, so I've put down traps. 
And a lot of mice have died now. <laughs> how many mice have died? Traps, yeah. The thing Wait, that I how was many? most upset about um, or most not looking forward to is um, if a mouse got caught in a trap but didn't die. Oh, and then, um, just, listen, and then you just see a mouse do... and it's just dragging the trap behind <laughs> itself with its foot stuck in it. Yeah. I've had that happen before. It is horrific. Listen, I just wanted to say probably oh. the next little bit of this podcast is going to describe like various kinds of mouse deaths. So if you're not into hearing about mouse deaths, skip ahead an amount of time. Don't know how long it's going to take. Anyway, um, so, yeah, the mouse uh, – because the thing that I was more concerned about apart from just like seeing a half-dead mouse was like having to be the person to physically put the mouse out of its misery – have you had to do that well this is what i did instead you be the judge of how fucked up it is what i did was i took the trap outside with the mouse in it and then i released the mouse into the chicken coop and the chickens fucking destroyed it oh my god (laughs) which i did you watch the chickens kill it no I mean, I saw part of it because, like, the chickens were a fucking bloodthirsty man. Like, I walked Wait, towards the coop. Was the mouse they still saw... in the trap? Yeah. Okay, but that's. I... All... I think that's good. And then, so I let. Um, I walked into the coop um, because it's like a big coop that you can walk into. And then I, they saw the mouse and started jumping up at me. They were so excited to eat the mouse. And then I like released the mouse from the trap, and they like just pounced on it and like did that weird like that horrifying thing that chickens do where they like smack their food on the ground yeah yeah and then I and then um ran off to the other side of the coop with it and I was like well my work here is done and I left (laughs) yeah okay I mean I don't think what you did is fucked up but what I do think is fucked up is just nature right (laughs) (laughs) like like nature is so fucked and pretty horrifying. Yeah. In so far as it exists, it exists only to like show how coddled and pathetic humans are. <laughs> now, like modern day humans, because yeah, nature's just metal as it's yeah. fucked up. It was really and, metal and brutal. Chickens are brutal. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I told you about the time that I caught Rorschach a worm and I tried to get Rorschach to eat it mm. and Rorschach wouldn't eat it until I put it on a plate. <laughs> and then I was like, this is appropriate. I'm glad that Lucas and I have like coddled our pets so hard that they're so spoiled that they are not metal at all. And also for like months, Rorschach just slept on a, like would put (laughs) herself to sleep just on the bookshelf (laughs) in the kitchen and just go to sleep. Like didn't, decided that they didn't want the coop anymore. And Lucas and I were like, all right, well, I guess that's fine. (laughs) We believe autonomy is extremely important. <laughs> Just get yeah, up no. in the morning. The chickens like at making this house yourself are... a cup of tea. The chickens at this house are wild, as wild as domestic chickens can possibly be. Yeah, well, I think that's good. Yeah. 
But um, look, I mean, I just we, thought, when look, you just have one chicken and you have two adult humans with <laughs> nothing to do, like of course you're gonna end up with a Rorschach situation. <laughs> just like would knock on the back room when it was too hot so that they could go into the air conditioning. <laughs> what a fucking legend, actually. <laughs> Oh uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, the Man, the mice um, so have like stopped getting caught in the traps now. So I'm not sure if that means. Did you lose any food? Like, did you find any traps that didn't have m- m- mice in them or food in them anymore? No. So, oh. but I haven't checked them today. So, like, yeah, my concern is that maybe the mice have because they do somehow learn or maybe just the ones that don't know how to get around traps die and then the ones that do know how to get around traps just, like, eat the food out of them and survive. Yeah. I mean, you definitely kill the least cautious ones first. Yeah, yeah. So I used to catch flies with my bare hands, right? Like, as <laughs> because I was, like, trying to train myself um, to be a kung fu master. Yeah, <laughs> I must have been a pretty weird kid. Anyway, and my dad told me that I shouldn't, not because he didn't think I should become a kung fu master, but because that, he said I was just like creating super flies. <laughs> like I was killing all of the slower flies so that the next generation would be like a generation of super fast flies. <laughs> Anyway, my dad sort of had a pretty good understanding of Darwin. (laughs) It's an interesting theory. I don't think it's a good reason to not kill flies. Yeah, also, why wasn't he supporting me to become a kung fu master? He's the one that got me turned on to kung fu movies in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, The um, mouse saga continues We'll see. Man, it's so bad. We had mice here for a while. Oh, yeah? What did you do yeah, about every... it? Um, I just, like, screamed and constantly <laughs> made Lucas check every area before I went into it to see if okay. there were any mice in it. Okay, but then how did you, like, do anything? <laughs> did you... Well, once I saw a mouse and I made Lucas come into the room and he trod on it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty fucking hardcore. (laughs) But it was coming right for me. So he had to do something. I, yeah, I don't know. He trod on two mice just in like his boots. Yeah. It became completely flat. Then he would like try to show it to me, which I also hated. We set some traps under the sink, um, but we had to set them in like a sort of, um, in kind of like a pentagram situation where like no matter which direction the mouse went in, it it just ended up in another trap. Uh-huh. Yep. I get it. Yeah. Gotcha. So now we don't have... Um, yeah, we don't have any mice, but we are haunted by a demon. <laughs> <laughs> You've accidentally summoned some kind of demon. Well, yeah. you know. Not as bad. I'm not afraid of demons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, like, 
A friend of mine <laughs> told me a story recently where um, she was having a really bad day and just at work and feeling emotional and she like went to the cool room of her workplace to just like cry for a minute and then she was going to like gather herself and get and come back out and her boss came and knocked on the door and was like are you okay what's going on and she's like I'm fine I just need a second and he like wouldn't leave it alone so in like a desperation without thinking she just said my grandma died (laughs) (laughs) and then had to lie for like until she left that job about um having a dead grandma he like sent her home from work early bought her (laughs) bought her a gift like everyone was really nice to her for ages and she just felt horrible (laughs) so yeah anyway that's a lying story but um do you remember when Lauren Bell, friend of the pod, shout out, told us that story about how they'd done research that like putting confetti in the like one of the drawers of your desk and then like just throwing it up in the air like throughout <laughs> random times throughout your workday would increase your mood? And everyone was like, oh, that's really interesting. And you and I were both like, that is the most depressing shit I have ever heard in my whole life. It's just like the Simpsons like silly hat day where it's like still someone like holding a gun to their head but now they're wearing a silly hat. (laughs) Far out. That is so grim. It's extremely grim. Um, But yeah, the mouse killing situation and also I had a really uh, long conversation about antinatalism with a friend of mine who's vegan yesterday or the day before, I can't remember. Has been making me think a Wait, lot about. Wait, what is antinatalism? Am listen, I stupid? I haven't looked this. I haven't looked it up. I'm just going off what my friend told me. But I think it's the thing, the kind of taking the position that all domesticated animals are slaves, and so all we should, um, they should not exist. Like we shouldn't kill them, but we should like not breed them anymore. I think is the like we should not no longer have domesticated chickens or um, cows or whatever or cats or dogs or anything. Like um, any animal that isn't wild is like being tortured or something, something like wild. that, I think. Yeah, this is a crazy idea. <laughs> I mean, it seems like if your argument is that all domestic animals are slaves, mm. that your next move isn't like, therefore, they shouldn't exist, but your next move should be like, therefore, slavery. Turns out it's not that bad. Because <laughs> that's really what you're doing is like just making slavery, which is like just the most horrific. Okay. Well, like take the word slave out of it then, because I think that's like just something that like as something that I, a word that I use to describe the thing. I don't know if that's like. Like part that of they're the, like um, prisoners or something. Well, just that it's like um, immoral to keep animals for our, like, just to serve us, I guess, you know, like that, um, the, for the example that know, he... Babe, this person's just clearly never had a dog. The they example... understand how much joy they get out of just fetching the fucking ball for you. Like dogs just love cooperating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. The example anyway, that he yeah. used was like that um, chickens, uh, for example, are like it's unnatural. Well, he kept saying things like unnatural and like manufactured, yeah. which I think is the false um, whatever's. But um, 
He said it's unnatural for them to lay an egg every day and it depletes them of calcium and la la la. And if they were like naturally like evolved animals, they would only. Yeah, their lives are shorter as a consequence. Yeah. 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 Um, So therefore, like, that's bad and um, wish they shouldn't exist anymore. We should stop breeding them and just let them die out or something. I haven't looked into this properly, so I might be misrepresenting their argument. Extinction? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to look into this argument, but it seems like, like, obviously the point is, is like, you can't go back. Right. You can yeah. only move forward from this point that you find yourself in in time. Yeah. So like right now I'm looking at the bird feeder that Lucas and I have out of our window. Mm-hmm. And there's some red rumps and some rosellas and some sparrows and two king parrots and some fairy wrens pecking around and like a huge diversity of birds eating out of our bird feeder. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would be like, well, that's unnatural. Mm. that they're, like, getting seed from you, like, giving it to them. Mm. But they live in a super human world. Like, there's nothing that they can interact with that doesn't... If your action is making their lives somehow easier, I don't know how that could be interpreted as... Anyway, there's obviously lots of arguments that are, like, don't feed wild birds, that's unnatural. Mm-hmm. But so is a wild bird getting hit by a car and that happens all the fucking time. (laughs) I don't know. Like you can only assess things from like the point that you're currently in. Yeah. Not like what would have been the best case scenario. Yeah. I said to him that like I, um, like from a, because I've only really thought about it in thought about this before from a climate perspective where we have the smallest footprint. I think studies have shown that we have um, our food production has the smallest footprint if it incorporates um, chickens and eggs because you get more calories using less fewer resources and less land. Um, and also it's like having domestic chickens like – is good for food production in like in small farms and stuff in lots of different ways because they holy moly also like they get rid of scraps they yeah. create manure exactly. that's really good for the soil it's like yeah. a closed cycle and I said also, that backyard and chickens like... are incredibly happy yeah like... <laughs> yeah but I don't know it, but then like that kind of doesn't factor into this argument because their whole thing is just like but it's immoral like they're um, They've got, you know, uh, like, you know, it's just immoral. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I guess sometimes I think about how Lucas, the primary kind of like morality for him is like ecology. Right. So like similar to you, how you would say the way that we determine whether or not having chickens or not is moral or immoral is mm. to say what is the impact from a climate perspective. Yeah. And Lucas just uses that as like the defining, like universal right. <laughs> measure for ethics. And I often think like it just must be so good <laughs> to just have like just a universally applicable 
single fanatical rule yeah that just overrules everything else yeah that you could possibly think it's like is it like should we be educating women it turns out from a climate change perspective <laughs> it's good to educate women therefore i'm pro sending girls to school <laughs> you know what i mean like just being such a fanatic about something that you imagine it's the overriding dominant thing yeah rather it's like than having a religion it's like yeah, rather than actually, oh, unfortunately, I have to make individual choices every yeah. day based on a competing set of morals that I totally. have to weigh up constantly. Yeah. And like like being a fanatic must be kind of like reassuring. But I also actually think being a fanatic is clearly immoral. Because <laughs> what if it turns out for the good of climate change, it's better to only educate half the population? Does the yeah. other half not get educated? Obviously, we don't think that that's fucking true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the overriding morality for this friend of mine that I'm talking about is just that he thinks that the suffering of animals is indefensible, you know, and for any reason. So... But hang on, I, in the bush right now, there is currently a tiny native mouse that is being ripped to fucking yeah, but he, shreds but by not, a hawk. But that's not caused by humans. You know what I mean? Like he, like we. Um, as... Who says? <laughs> well, where does the anthroposphere end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. where does the next bit begin? Well, this guy sounds like a real moron. He's talking about factory farming and stuff like that, or farming of any kind, really, I guess. But um, I don't know. He's got his own, like, places where he draws lines and stuff. And, like, sure. that's the thing that, like, trips me out about this kind of argument. Like, I was talking to another friend about it last night because I've been thinking about it a lot. And she was like, well, the kind of arguments that we use to, like – defend um having domestic chickens for example uh you know is because it's convenient for us and we you know get something out of it and it doesn't matter that you know this animal is potentially suffering blah 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 it's the same argument that we use to defend slavery and i was like well yeah but (laughs) we don't say and their suffering therefore doesn't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't say that at all. Think okay, about but... how much. If I think about how much time and energy Lucas and I put into ensuring the comfort of our fucking pets, <laughs> like that's probably actually immoral. Like, why do two grown adults, you know, like install a solar heater in their fucking chicken coop? Like, that's <laughs> the real Im- immorality here. <laughs> okay, but from their what I'm like from their perspective, they're saying that like having the chicken. At all is immoral. So just like from that frame. But anyway, but like because, the, the but thing only, that that only if to, the chicken suffers. Yeah, but they think that any chicken that exists is necessarily suffering. But it doesn't matter. The point is that 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 argument just leads to like it it goes on forever. Like if you if you're saying that slavery of humans and slavery of chickens is on the same spectrum that doesn't matter like it it keeps going you know like it goes to bees and then it goes to cockroaches and then it goes to like you know like it's a spectrum and you've got to draw a line somewhere and then yeah. you like can't escape sure. the fact that you as an individual have to draw that line like you have to make that choice like there's no kind of science or you know um objective truth on that on that decision like 
Yeah. I mean, also I think, yeah, yeah. I also think it's like there's obviously something perverse, which is about like what you can see and what you can't see or what you interact with immediately versus what you don't interact with immediately. Like Mm. by, by which I mean a friend of mine once like reached out for their beer and a mosquito was biting them. And I was like, oh, you better get that mosquito. And they're, mm. they're Italian, so that's why they have this weird idea. But they were like, oh, no, I would never kill a mosquito. And I was like, that beer that you're drinking, one million percent is made out of hops that was sprayed with pesticides that killed millions of mosquitoes. <laughs> like, what you're actually celebrating is just your suffering. You know what I mean? Like, you being bitten by the mosquito is how you demonstrate that, like, you will suffer for your morals. But your moral actually isn't internally consistent. I'm confused about, did you say they're Italian and that's why something? Like, what's (laughs) that got to do with anything? I don't know. I just remember thinking, like, oh, that's obviously an argument that someone who is Italian would But because they're Catholic, you know, they would be like, I just think this is a thing about being like, it's sort of this like European hippie that exists, right? Um, they like their own decisions or whatever. There's two things one is that they're ruthless capitalists (laughs) and they never have a critique, they never have a critique of capital, and then the other part is that like they have these arguments that are just. They're not like holistic. They're just like these micro arguments. Like I remember I was hanging out with all of these like degrowth um, people in Italy and they were like, yeah, and I'll tell you another thing that's really bad, high speed rail. And I was like, oh, um, I, I, th- I don't know if I am. <laughs> know if I fully agree with that one I think I might be in favor of high speed rail and they were like but sometimes it has to clear forests and I was like yeah but they're building an like three new airports in France that's going to clear huge amounts of you know like what <laughs> like they yeah. just it's just like this one thing like the forest down the road from me rather yeah. than like this larger idea of how Things are interconnected, which is like, yeah. it's a cop out because obviously you can't get outside of capitalism. You can't get outside of like the pesticide world or whatever. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like, you know, it doesn't actually invalidate your argument just because you can't live totally. Like we're all hypocrites. The mm-hmm. hypocrite thing doesn't work anymore. Yeah. That's what I kept saying to my friend who was talking about the antinatalism thing as well. Who I kept saying like I think that some like many of my behavior like I don't think a lot of my behaviors are morally defensible but like I do them anyway I just accept the fact that I'm like a hypocrite you know like everybody is like you can't live morally pure it's not possible you know yeah anyway you I guess you just kind of have to decide yeah, you have to make. You just I gotta think make so long as your position isn't I don't care. No, of course if not. What I'm doing is immoral or yeah, not? Because yeah. I think like, I mean, I can remember doing this survey where one of the questions was like, how important is it that we treat a lion ethically? How important is that that we treat a bird ethically? How important is it that we treat a, a sheep ethically? And I was like, you can put the lion in a zoo and help it breed and slaughter the sheep. 
but it's equally important that you do those things ethically. <laughs> whatever the like, whatever your decision is, mm. is not decided by whether or not you've decided to do something ethically. Like everything you do should be ethical. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about like I think where I was going with all of this stuff was just like thinking about how um. I don't know, like how I would find it very difficult to like stomp on the mouse like Lucas did, but I had no problem like surrendering it to a horrible death by chicken, you know, like I didn't feel bad about it. I don't <laughs> don't know what that says about me. Like I just, I guess I don't care about mouse life in like, and does that make me a bad person? I don't feel emotional about mouse death. I just don't want to do Dude, it. Dude, I would not stomp on a mouse because I'm terrified of them. But if I, if from the table I could, like, drop a nuclear bomb that just, like, wiped <laughs> out all me- mice from the face of the earth, I would do it. <laughs> I would feel no qualms about it. I hate them. They're horrible. I'm just hanging out with a lot of, like, vegetarians and vegans and I'm worried about my, um, my soul. <laughs> you just there's so many arguments that you can make in favor of having backyard chickens like it cuts down on your food miles by like a zillion yeah. percent it's like oh anyway they eat bugs so you don't have to use pesticides on the things that you're growing yeah whatever it's just wild they eat grass <clears throat> which like otherwise is just basically pretty useless <laughs> I don't know. And when they stop laying, I don't know. Okay, so here's another thing. My Lucas's mom has chickens at her house, and when they stop laying, they slaughter them and eat them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, totally fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Lucas and I wouldn't do that. No. Because yeah. the thing that our chickens do is, like, not just produce eggs. That's, like, not the point of them. Mm. So the idea that this person would be like, you know, they've got a use value and that use value is like whatever, whatever. Like Lucas and I bought chickens who don't lay every day. They lay every like three or four days Mm. and they see ultraviolet light or something, you know, like whatever. I don't know. They just have like different qualities Mm. that we're looking for. So it's like just not necessarily it's just not fair to say that all these things are kind of the same yeah we have just like flattening them eight chickens at this house and uh the oldest one is called i love the nightlife and she's also the smallest and she has like little (laughs) pants on little flares yes i saw on instagram she's the best and she hasn't laid in a very long time but yeah i think like this house is a um chickens are pets as well as egg makers house yeah which is my position i think both positions are fine i don't yeah. think it's like there's a there, lucas and i watched this video about this guy who um has hogs he has a chestnut farm and he has hogs and the hogs like go around under the trees like eating bugs and keeping the undergrowth kind of healthy and like their manure works with the trees and whatever and they have just the most amazing life like living in this chestnut 
farm and like when they um go to sleep at night they like walk up this ramp into a trailer so they just sleep in the trailer every every night Mm. and then one day they at the end of like a year of doing that having that great life they wake up on the trailer in the abattoir and he says they have a great life they have one bad day (laughs) and that's how he kind of tries to think about it they have like 364 good days and one really bad day and it's like a real bummer (laughs) that's just like how it is for him like to have a farm to be sustainable to have permaculture to have a make a living Mm. I don't know I don't know I just I I think I kind of err on the side of like pigs are too smart to like that's one of the like things that I've like I still sometimes eat pork and pig products but like I think actually pigs are like really smart and probably shouldn't be killed for food maybe ever yeah I don't know I guess I I'm not so sure I I guess I think that that guy's philosophy is like quite good the Mm. thing that fucking blows my mind is like the pigs whose job is just to make more baby pigs and they never stand up for their whole lives. Yeah. They, like, all die of, like, pressure sores or something. Like, I don't know. In the spectrum of the things that, like, upset you, telling someone that their backyard chickens is immoral, like, just doesn't fucking register. <laughs> oh, I can see the rabbit that I'm going to kill. <laughs> Speaking of the animals that we're going to catch and kill, hello, rabbit. <laughs> you, go you think it's just one rabbit? Surely it's set. like many rabbits. Yeah, I'm sure there's millions of them, but this is, I see this same one all often. Okay. It's very small. Mm. Lucas says I shouldn't catch it yet because um, it is too small and I should wait for it to fatten up. But it's going to be fattening up on my vegetables. (laughs) Also, who cares? If it's stupid enough to go into the trap while it's young, that's when you got to get it. It's not going to go into a trap twice, is it? (laughs) Just ran away. Anyway, do you think it is immoral for me to kill this rabbit? No, definitely not. What is that noise? Oh, no. What noise? It's some kind of strange, like the microphone's rubbing against something or something. Oh, um, is it this? Is it? Tell yeah. me when I'm making it. Oh, I made it. Uh, now? Yeah, you made it a lot of times. Okay, no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a useless experiment. I don't think it's Sorry. a to kill the rabbit. Rabbits are a pest. They're destroying our um, ec- 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 ecology. Yeah, but he this doesn't know that. But rabbit doesn't that's too know bad. That. He's got to go, just like the mice in my pantry. They've got to go. Sorry about it. The thing is, the rabbit actually does have a lot of skills that like uh-huh. prevent it from being caught. Do you know what I mean? So, like, actually, we're engaged <laughs> in a sort of sporting contest. <laughs> I really think this is true because it has. Think about how long it's outsmarted me, for, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my ex used to hunt rabbits with a bow and arrow. Fuck yes, they're so fast. Yeah, real fast. And 
they do that thing that you I do in video games where you like zigzag run so snipers <laughs> how do they know how to do that <laughs> yeah I know they'd probably be so good at Fortnite it's great <laughs> okay. alright I'll talk, I'll talk to, you to you soon, soon. love you Oh, what day are we recording again? We're supposed to record on on Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay, well, we can do Tuesday. Do you want to do Tuesday? All right, let's get back onto the schedule. Tuesday morning. Definitely. Yeah, okay, okay, great. Yeah, I think 10.30 is our best time. 10.30 is a good time. That's when I think we're on our, um, that's our A game. Okay. Or like our, you know, B minus game, but like that's pretty good. A for us, (laughs) B minus, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you then. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Love, Love you too. Miss you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>